Welcome to Bixing's Daily News. Today is the 13th of February 2023. We'll be covering DeFi business models, transaction costs for rollups, and Flashboss transparency report. Let's get to it. Misari published a research report titled DeFi Business Models The Convergence. The following are the main contents of the report. Crypto's share settlement and open source software accentuate liquidity as a key competitive dimension within DeFi, since these tech properties negate key traditional dimensions like regulatory positioning and high switching costs. Majority of DeFi protocols earn revenue by charging curing LP a transaction to liquidity. This is counterproductive since liquidity is a key feature by which protocols compete. DeFi business models which issue liquidity, such as a stablecoin, are significantly more profitable and defensible if there is sufficient demand for the issued token. Combining both the liquidity issuance business model, which earns revenue via interest with a typical financial EX or like most service, the market is more optimized model as it shifts the revenue burden away from LP. Some of the top DeFi protocols like Aave and Curve are starting to converge to this model, which could potentially increase bottom line revenues by roughly 40 to 100% depending on the amount of stables issued. When any industry adopts a new technological paradigm, the initial business models closely resemble the models of old. The internet, inheriting from preceding print publications, initially monetized via static ads before giving away to dynamic auctions and direct subscriptions. DeFi has loosely followed in the footsteps of its traditional finance predecessors by monetizing via transaction-based fees. For example, DEXs charge a swap fee for liquidity providers and can take a cut while money markets take a portion of accumulated interest. Adopting business models from the preceding paradigm has historically been naive and unsuccessful as it fails to account for the shifting competitive environment imposed by the new technology. Open source software, share settlement, and standardized integration, such as tokens, all dramatically remove switching cost modes enjoyed by traditional finance and change the foundational competitive landscape for DeFi in the process. DeFi protocols are now experimenting with new business models as the competitive forces which accentuate liquidity have made clear that winning LP's capital is at odds with the protocol taking a cut of transaction fees. Instead, top protocols like Aave and Curve are adopting a hybrid business model, the supply services model, in which the protocol issues a collateral debt stablecoin that directly earns the protocol interest revenues at no additional cost to LPs, assuming market rate cost of capital. This model has both competitive and financial advantages. Competitively, issuing a stablecoin is unforkable, a previously competitive weakness of open source protocols, and this establishes a moat between leaders and would-be challengers, solving a long-standing challenge for protocols to wrestle fees from LPs. With both the improved competitive positioning and the significantly increased bottom line revenue, protocols adopting this model can be expected to receive a berating of respective valuations. Curve, for example, could double its protocol revenue by issuing 20 million. Evaluation multiples are held constant, could also lead to a doubling of its valuation. Note, however, this is a simplification. The market doesn't work like this, and valuation multipliers will change depending on overall market outlook. If the model is successful at producing financial and competitive success, other protocols will likely adopt adaptations in the future as crypto business models become increasingly native to the defining features of the technological stack.
On February the 10th, MetaLab CEO Alex G shared the transaction costs for rollups on Twitter. The following are his main points. I'm much looking forward to a neutral comparison between this and the performance of some cool new stuff we built for ZK Sync, but it's important to set realistic expectations. Actual transaction costs for all rollups will be higher and determined by something else. The transaction costs of all ZK rollups will be determined by the cost of data availability. This is why optimistic rollups can cost tens of cents per transaction despite negligible computation overhead. At this stage, Cutting down a few bytes from data availability is vastly more important than getting the prover cost from 0.001 down to 0.0001. And this is where we'll see the most dramatic difference between competing ZK EVM architectures. ZK Sync, similar to StarkNet, is putting the state output on chain. Both Polygon and Scroll are publishing TX core data. This has several big implications. Different TX types will have different cost profile depending on the architecture. You will need to make a detailed assessment of what is more optimal for your app. ZK Sync, for example, will be 10,000 times cheaper for oracles. All of the updates of an oracle in the single block will only have to pay for the signed final storage slot. Oracles will be able to post very frequently and with sophisticated logic. The same will apply for any repetitive storage slot updates. Such things as trades on Uniswap, Curve Finance, and so on will be exponentially cheaper on ZK Sync. ZK Sync has native support for account abstraction, which requires cheap inputs in order to verify custom signature and spending rules. It will be much more expensive to implement account abstraction in other architectures. Now, the most exciting part publishing state outputs made it possible for ZK Sync to implement the architecture for ZK Porter a volition with seamless interoperability with ZK Rollup. The TX cost inside ZK Porter will indeed go down below 0.001, but ZK Porter users will still interact with ZK Rollup accounts seamlessly and synchronously, taking all advantage of cost compression tricks described above, for example, trading on Uniswap at a few cents. Verification of recursive ZKP will be a lot cheaper on ZK Sync than on Rollups with core data inputs because we don't need to put large proofs on chain. It opens the way for privacy and ZKP native apps. On February the 9th, Fred published the Flashbots Transparency Report on the Flashbots forum. The following are the main conclusions of the report. A million blocks have passed since the merge, and the activation of MVV Boost, achieving off-protocol PBS and establishing open competitive marketplaces for block builders and relays. The adoption of MVV Boost by Ethereum validators crossed 90% in November and has remained steady ever since. As of publishing this report, approximately 95% of newly proposed blocks are relayed through MVV Boost. In total, over 750,000 proposed blocks have been sourced from MVV Boost since the merge. Estimated to have earned these validators an additional 100,000 in Ethereum and increased their median block reward by over 100%. As the builder and relay market continue to mature, we see an increase in both the number of participants and the diversity of market share. A number of new builders have begun operations since the previous report, successfully winning bids and landing blocks on chain. Although the block building market is still bootstrapping and the competition is fierce, a growing number of builders are able to capture profits. As highlighted in the previous report, the Flashbots builders are sending blocks to other relays to foster a more diverse relay market. The Flashbot builders are currently sending the blocks to Agnostic Relay 1 and Ultrasound Relay 2, 
with an open discussion on which criteria two flashbots should use when evaluating relays to send blocks to. The percentage of proposed blocks sourced from non-content agnostic relays continues to gradually decrease. The previous report indicated that 66% of blocks were sourced from these relays. This percentage has now decreased to 58%. To continue hearing more, please subscribe to bishingventures.substack.com for daily newsletter and follow Twitter account bishingventures to hear the rest. This is Celine from Bishing Ventures. Thank you for listening and we will see you tomorrow.